welcome to Deeply Rooted Online, where women encourage women by sharing scripture and stories of God at work. Hello, ladies. We're we're wanting to welcome you back today to another Deeply Rooted Devo. And um, we are happy to have Val coming back for another visit with us. And uh, today she's got a very intriguing subject to talk about. I'm really looking forward to hearing what she has to say about some of the plants and herbs in the Bible and how we can all benefit from them. Thank you, Esther. And I'm so excited to be here. Um, it is This is a fun study. Herbs of the Bible is a really fun study. And I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to thank COVID for this because there are blessings in what we all went through. And in this case, when things started going missing on shelves and it got hard to look at, you know, to find certain things, I did this little dive thinking, well, God didn't mean that. Like I keep, and then he tells us he gives us good things. And he also tells us he will supply all things. So I started doing these dives into, well, what has he himself given us? Because, you know, we walk down the aisles of the grocery store, we walk down the aisles of the drugstore, and we assume, we take for granted what we need for our healthy life is on those shelves. And we just grab it, put it in our cart, and off we go. Um, But if we ever thought about looking into God's garden and God's medicine cabinet, that was my little foray in, uh, in the last couple of years to start really delving into that because he's really given us everything we need. So just as a little, for instance, uh, why would plantain, a cute little plant, look it up. It's not the banana. Look up plantain. Why is it so plentiful in Muskoka? Well, this little plant, if you took the leaf and you squished it up so it's kind of squishy and wet and rolled it on a mosquito bite, it takes away the sting and takes away the bite. It, it subsides right down. Why do we have so much plantain up here in Muskoka? <laughs> Bug season right now. That's why. And those are the kind of things that God has done. He's placed plants and such in certain areas for that particular area. I just think, it just it, I'm just in awe. Of, of what God has done. And I'm going to open up in Psalm 104, just to sort of reiterate and underline what I've been saying. In Psalm 104, verse 14, he says, the psalmist says this, he's given, he's extolling the virtues and the goodness of God. He's saying, look what you've given us. And then he comes to verse 14. He causes the grass to grow for the cattle and vegetation for the service of man, that he may bring forth food from the earth. That's in the New King James. Plants, ladies, are to serve us. God gave them so that they will serve us. Just make you feel like when you sit down, you get served in a restaurant. Don't you just feel a little special? They come up and ask what you want. You tell them, well, plants are to serve us. God gave them. He cared so much. He gave us all these wonderful plants and herbs and oils and such to serve us because he loves us. So doing this little dive into some of them, we're only going to mention a few. There are many. Please, please look them up and have fun with this study. But um, I'm going to start off with uh, with aloe. So we'll just go alphabetically in this case. And with aloe, in John 19.39, it says this. Nicodemus, also who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. This is when they were wrapping the body of Jesus. 
And so aloe, if you start looking up, I mean, a lot of us have aloe plants. We cut it open and there's that jelly stuff inside and you can squeeze it out by the way and put it in the jar and stick it in the fridge because it dries up pretty quickly uh, once you've cut it open and it's sitting there. But it has some soothing properties. Uh, so for them, they were using it for embalming. They were using it for skin problems. But for today, burns and rashes. If you have an aloe plant, you cut it and you just rub it on there. It helps your burn. It helps the rashes. So also skin problems, right? And it lowers blood sugar. So that's just a few of the little components of benefits of aloe. And then we go in and we look at the next in my alphabetical list, cinnamon. In Exodus 30 and 23, this is the, in the anointing oil and incense section of Exodus. And the Lord said to Moses, take the finest spices of liquid myrrh, 500 shekels, and of sweet smelling cinnamon, half as much, that is 250, and 250 of aromatic cane. So cinnamon is wonderful. People have, have extolled the virtues of cinnamon for quite a while. For the longest time, I sprinkled it in my coffee because there is benefits to cinnamon. So again, in the ancient times, they were using it for anointing, for perfume. But we know it's antifungal. It helps an upset stomach, by the way. And it also helps lower blood sugar. Fun little facts. Look them up. Now we're going to go on to cumin, which is in Isaiah 28, 25. Uh, that's where it, we mentioned cumin. So 28 and 25, and it tells us, when he had leveled its surface, does he not scatter dill, sow cumin, and put wheat in rows and barley in its proper place? These are the things that, that, that a, um, uh, a farmer would do. And he's talking about... Uh, preparing basically a bounty that you're going to need for, for in that season. So cumin, as we know it today, it actually has some cancer-causing or cancer-causing, cancer-fighting uh, benefits. It has, uh, it can help with diabetes. Again, look these things up. These We're just mentioning them. They are fun to, to look into, but they're also very informative. They're right here. They're God's gifts to us. And so when we look up these different spices and different um, things that nature has given us, for instance, like I said, plantain, we're going to find out that God has a bountiful store out there that aids us in many, many ways. Ladies, I know you also have stories about things that God has given us that we can use. You mentioned myrrh, uh, myrrh and aloes, um, but I know that in the ancient times, myrrh was also used for uh, skin conditions and beautification. And um, it has an anti-inflammatory property. And the people who are currently using essential oils have also recognized that it is uh, very valuable and versatile. And so it has these antiseptic and antimicrobial properties as well. Um, but if we look in the Bible, we look to the book of Esther, part of the beautification process was using myrrh. And so I just love that in a world of new discoveries and new uh, beauty products that we're still able to use something as traditional and old as myrrh uh, to uh, 
benefit us in so many ways. Yeah, I love that, Esther. And isn't it really intriguing that all these plants have been around since the beginning of time? Mm. Like, like that's the part that kind of intrigues me. So, so we hear of these different ones that are mentioned in the Bible. It's like, oh, oh, well, well, we still use that. It might have a slightly different purpose. We might have found out more about it. But I just think that's really uh, exciting when I read about it in God's word and it's sitting there on my table or in my shelf. Mm-hmm. Well, that is so exciting, Val. And, you know, this, I don't see it mentioned in the Bible, but one of my favorite go-tos is oil of oregano. And that is so helpful to me because I suffer from a lot of sore throats and whatnot. And the application of that is um, really uh, helpful. And so I, I take your point. There's all kinds of great things in medicine that are actually synthesized from plants or patterned again on what God has created. But another thing that I thought of as you were going through your list, Val, and the verse that, uh, that came to my mind um, in Timothy, Paul is uh, telling the rich people how to deal with their riches and telling us we should rely on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. And so many of those herbs and spices that you mentioned, God is the God of creativity. We can use them in our own kitchens and make tasty food and uh, invite people in for meals. And these are ancient things that really haven't changed very much over the years, but God has given them to us as long as we enjoy them by giving God thanks for what he's created. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Martha, you had mentioned how some of these uh, herbs are incorporated into our current medicines that we rely on. Um, and I looked it up and actually the World Health Organization recognizes um, some very essential that we can't live without kind of medicines that need to be um, stocked in pharmacies, one of them being aspirin. Th that's uh, and actually 11% of these essential medicines are from flower producing plants. And so um, aspirin is one of them. Um, morphine, we, I give morphine to patients all the time for relief of pain after surgery. Um, Parkinson's medicines, uh, malaria medicines, and of course, the life-saving chemotherapy all have used plants that God has given us. Oh, yes. And, and you know, I think what drives it home the most, actually, ladies, is the fact that in Matthew, we hear the account of the wise men coming to the child Jesus, right? And it says in Matthew 2 and verse 11, and they fell down and worshiped him when they found the child with Mary. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The, the importance of that on par with gold <laughs> are these two herbs. These two are not, they're not herbs, they're resins really, but they come from God's plants that are, they would know what to do with them. Uh, myrrh and frankincense, they would have used it for all kinds of immune um, disorders. They would have used it for uh, protecting themselves from the environment. They would have used it for so many things. And you've mentioned 
some of them with myrrh, Esther. And it, it, it just sort of struck me as I was doing this little dive, just how important that was. Like, like we gloss over it. God gave, and these wise men, they were wise men, remember? So that means they were well-versed in all the different uh, medicines, all the different uh, um, astronomy that was going on. That's why they followed the star. They were wise men and they knew what to bring to this family that Jesus was going to need in his lifetime. His parents would know what to do with frankincense and myrrh and gold. Uh, I'll add a couple little things that you could be looking for, ladies, if this has intrigued you. Uh, I've told you already about plantain. Um, so one of them is the common dandelion. The flowers I have dried. Uh, only our video people can see this, but I have taken the uh, the tops of them and I have immersed them. So I'm infusing them in an oil and then I will strain that and I will use that. It is antifungal. It is anti-inflammatory. Uh, I'm going to put it into salve. That's what I make a salve or salve, however you say it. Uh, it's amazing. Same with plantain. I do the same thing. So there's so many things you can do. And each season has something that we can use. That's the other thing. People think, oh, it's just the summer when everything flowers. No, there's things in the winter, like pine needles, that we can do things with. So fun dive, ladies, and know that it all comes from our wonderful, gracious, heavenly father. And he says, I, I love this verse because you can apply it especially to this because we've talked about how we can taste some of these lovely herbs, as, as Martha said, good things. Good things comes from our God. And in Psalm 38, 44 and 8, he says, oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. God has such good gifts for us, ladies, including herbs and plants. Thank you so much, Val, for that enlightening look at some of the herbs and some of the things that we are blessed with from God's creativity in our gardens. And we see them in our kitchens and on the shelves at the pharmacy. But uh, let's just relish all of the blessings that we're been, we've been given. And until next time, ladies, stay deeply rooted in God's word and in his blessings. Thanks for joining us at Deeply Rooted today. If God has been speaking to you and you want to connect with someone for prayer, email us at deeplyrooted at myharvestchurch.ca. Be sure to subscribe to this channel to receive notifications when new content is released. And finally, let's stay connected with one another and deeply rooted in Christ. Thank you.